0: The reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 40. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea, as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell, after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson and Japheth, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again, There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect.
1: Well, can I add my welcome to Mark's if you've joined us since the beginning of the service? Thank you so much, Freddie, for reading. Did anyone walk through St. Stephen's Hall en route here? I can see a a few nods. Well, if you did, you would have passed some of the great parliamentarians of history. Statues of John Hampton, Robert Walpole, William Pitt, Charles James Fox. Each of them there to remind us of past history, but also to spur us on in our careers in Parliament today. And Hebrews 11 is almost like walking through a hall of heroes as we go on a tour of the great men and women of faith. Whilst often described as heroes, they definitely weren't superheroes. In fact, they were ordinary, flawed people, noteworthy because they were trusting God's promises. Rather than heroes, it might be better to view them as faithful soldiers, some who experienced amazing victories, whilst others who were badly wounded or even killed in action. Think Saving Private Ryan rather than Superman or Wonder Woman. But what sets them all apart is that they were loyal to God, trusting his goodness as they persevered to the very end. And God used them. That's why they're here. They're here to encourage us to keep walking Keep going by faith, even when we feel battle-weary or we're tempted to give up. Two weeks ago, Gary wonderfully reminded us that faith is not blind faith. It's not a crazy leap in the dark. It's based on fact, reason, and evidence. It's more well-documented than Julius Caesar. It really is confidence in what we hope for, and insurance in what we do not see. And today we're gonna look at a few examples, Abraham, Moses, and then the rest, who modeled for us what it looks like to live by faith. So our first point, faith trusts God's promises even when it's costly. The first soldier of faith that we're going to look at is Abraham. The story described in verses 17 to 19 will be very familiar to many of us, but this doesn't lessen the shock factor. Having miraculously gifted Abraham with a son, Isaac, in old age, and having promised to make his offspring as numerous as the stars, God tests Abraham by asking him to do the unthinkable, to kill Isaac as a sacrifice. Just imagine how he'd have felt. The pain, the anguish, this internal wrestling. Yet, despite not understanding what God was doing, he was prepared to obey. Why? Because of his faith. He was so convinced that God would keep his promise that verse 19, he even reasoned that God could raise the dead. He was so sure of God's faithfulness that he was even prepared to trust God with the costliest decision that he could ever make. And he was right too. God did keep his promise, providing a substitute in the form of a ram. In a manner of speaking, Abraham did receive Isaac back from the dead. And just as Abraham had confidence that God could raise the dead, we have even more confidence because we've seen God do it in Christ. This means that we can be absolutely sure that costly decisions are worth it because this life isn't it and death is not the end. Let's be very clear, Abraham had a unique role in salvation history And God is not asking us to do the same. If you're hearing voices asking you to do something extreme, please see your doctor first. But like with Abraham, faith enables us to make decisions that others won't comprehend or that feel costly to our family or career. It means we can make sacrifices now, perhaps campaigning on an important but unpopular unpopular policy area, risking a key relationship to share the gospel, or reducing our living standards to give away money or leave a legacy for gospel work. This won't always be easy, and at times it will feel really costly, but we can keep trusting because our God is a promise keeper. This leads to our second point, faith risks disgrace because of Christ. Our second soldier of faith is Moses. Although his parents do deserve a mention, as Moses was only alive because of their faith, verse 23. They refused to obey Pharaoh's edict, and instead left him in a basket where he was found and raised by Pharaoh's daughter. As an adult, he could have been known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, verse 24, with all the privileges, wealth, status and prospects of being part of the royal family but he chose to give all this up. In some ways this was his Prince Harry moment but that's as far as the comparison goes. Verse 25, Moses chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ, as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Moses chose to walk away from the hedonistic lifestyle and riches that the Egyptian court was well known for because he knew he was trusting in something far more important. In the eyes of the world, he had it all, but he chose to give it all up. Why? because he knew it was fleeting, short-lived, and temporary. This world promises so much, doesn't it? But it so rarely lives up to the hype. And Moses got this. The question is, have we? Have we bought into the world's lie, madly chasing satisfaction and pleasure in all the wrong things? Or have we, like Moses, grasped that true pleasure only comes through Christ, and the disgrace for him is so much better than anything that this world can offer. Let's not miss the remarkable fact that the author presents Moses as a follower of Jesus. Even though he lived long before Jesus, he looked ahead to the day when God would deliver his people through the real Passover lamb. Jesus Christ and similarly today we look ahead to the day when God will ultimately reward all those who seek him and have put their trust in the blood of Christ. The best really is yet to come and for some here risking disgrace for what you believe is very real. Some of you have been maligned for your stance on a policy area or for a personal decision you've taken, guided by your faith. Some of you have been disgraced by association because you've spoken up to defend a colleague who is not flavour of the month. If this is you, take heart. As Moses shows us, disgrace for the sake of Christ is a greater value than anything this world can offer. Keep looking ahead to your reward. And finally, faith trusts God in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like the author to the Hebrews, I haven't really got time to tell you about everyone else. Our author almost knows he needs to pick up speed in verse 32 to 38, and I need to do the same. Sticking with our soldier analogy, our author wants to show us that he's not selecting elite special forces of faith. He's describing the regular rank and file. He's describing what God has and will always enable people to do by faith. In verse 32 to 35, we see here that at times, faith delivers great and amazing victories. Think Gideon, God didn't let him go to battle with the Midianites with an impressive army. In fact, he reduced his army to just 300 men who then routed the enemy by smashing clay pots. Think David, who overcame Goliath with a stone and a slingshot. Think Daniel in the lion's den, who wasn't eaten alive, but saw the mouths of lion shut. And God continues to enable amazing victories to happen against the odds every day. Think of the huge growth of the church in Iran, now thought to number more than a million, or the growth of the church in China, which is now bigger than the Communist Party. And whilst we may not have daily William Wilberforce moments in Parliament, the very fact that God continues to raise up Christians to serve and contend here, enabling small victories along the way, is nothing but miraculous. We may feel weak in number, but God promises to turn this to strength by the Holy Spirit. But faith also brings hardship and persecution, and our writer wants us to see that this is normal. We see in verse 36 to 40 that jeering was commonplace, so you're in good company when you're booed in the chamber or on social media. People were also chained, imprisoned, and even lost their lives. Stephen was stoned to death in Acts, Jeremiah sworn in two, and James put to death by the sword. And all these things, sadly, continue today. Just listen to Fiona Bruce MP as she campaigns on religious freedom, or read the Open Doors reports. In Eritrea we hear reports of Christians crammed into metal shipping containers in the desert. In places like North Korea, Christians are being steamrolled for their faith, but keep trusting. Faith enabled the ancients to keep trusting God whatever circumstances they faced. And faith continues to enable Christians today to trust God in the good, the bad and the ugly as they look ahead to their eternal reward. So as we finish, let's be encouraged by some remarkable words of Joni Erickson Tada, an incredible current day soldier of faith, who was paralyzed more than 50 years ago as a teenager, but keeps trusting God. God knows that my wheelchair for now is the optimal situation for my supreme happiness in Jesus Christ. And I agree. My ultimate healing may be deferred for a time, but I'm happy to wait for God's impeccable timing. I'm not only glad to wait, but I'm thankful that I get to know Jesus better through my hardships. He's worth the wait. So if life seems unbearably hard right now, Remember that some of God's best gifts must be unwrapped in the darkness. Trust God when all seems hopeless, and he will make your soul brave and steadfast. Believe that he is up to something good, the kind of good that will last for all of eternity. Why don't we pray together? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the wonderful soldiers of faith who have modelled to us what it looks like to persevere by faith, trusting in God's promises, no matter the cost or sacrifice. Like them, please help us to keep walking by faith, keep fixing our eyes on Jesus, as we look ahead to the wonderful reward of life with you forever.